appreciate it. We got to do ads or we can't be on air. <laughs> That's just all it is. <laughs> all right. What is the driest state in the United States? Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah. I'm going to say Arizona. No, it is Nevada. Oh, okay. close. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With an average of 10 inches of rain per year, Nevada is the driest state in the United States. What's the wettest state? Hmm. Seattle, Washington. Nope. It is Hawaii. Remember, that's part of the United States. Yep. <laughs> okay. Hawaii, they get 67 inches of rain per day, per, per year. That's 67 wild. inches a year, and Nevada gets 10 inches. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's head back to the GPS guy. <laughs> yeah, here's Dustin. There we go. Hey, Dustin, how you doing? Hey, good. I, you know what? I don't feel bad. I would have said Washington as well. I oh. would never, never guess Hawaii. See, there you go. Yeah, well, we forget Hawaii, <laughs> even though it's not attached to us. It's technically, you know. Well, so. But in this, in the United States, uh, the land, you know, I'd say, you know, Seattle, Washington would be the... Outside of the, the U.S. Yeah, the there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so now you were acting about e-collars? Yeah, so my question is, or, or at least my concern is that, so I set this boundary up. Um, when they when they go beyond that boundary, the shock collar really kicks in. Of course, they have some, and again, this is, I'm saying this without knowing their training methods, which I will learn. Yep. Um, but my fear is that, okay, they go beyond the boundary, and the boundary is set close <laughs> close to the road. And then they, they they kind of don't know what to do. Okay. And yeah. freak out. Yeah. But it's right like on the road. Right, right. So I, I have you had much experience with these these collars and how dogs respond to them every dog you know personality is different it works for some dogs some dogs blow through the line and it, it, that well, that uh, that zing is worth the freedom you know like chasing that deer chasing that whatever type thing you know yeah. and so yeah there, right. there there's no guarantees you know um mm-hmm. see that's why you know we're on 25 acres you know it's uh, when i'm out the dogs are out when i'm in the dogs are in uh, they're always within my eyesight eyesight you know, they don't mm-hmm. get to go cruising and and, and uh, stuff without, you know, me. And so that's, you know, me. But I'm also, like I say, I'm a kind of a, what do we call it, helicopter mom? <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Yes, I've been told I'm the helicopter dad. Okay. And so, yeah, so that's the thing is that that's why I don't want, I don't, I wouldn't put my three-year-old, you know, loose on 25 acres with, into, sure. you know, uh, stuff. I, I want to see what they're up to, see what's going on. You know what I mean? I, I That's just the way I am. And so anyway, so I'd rather just have the, where you can go for, you know, a walk with them. You know, and then like you can create, uh, I use cattle panels, uh, for an area that is fenced in. So I, if I want the dogs to be outside, you know, when I had little dogs, they had to come in with me because we had too many, um, eagles. And so they'd be gone. <laughs> and then yeah. we also have a huge red tail. But with the bigger dogs, if I was going to be outside and those guys want to play out for a then I put them in the agility yard, which is cattle panels. And so that's what you can do is you create cattle panels areas, you know, fleet farm or whatever. And and what's so neat about it is that with the, the, uh, the iron stakes is that you can move it anytime you want. You know, it's not permanently into the ground. So if you decide you don't want it over there, mm-hmm. you can move it over here. So then that way the dogs can be outside. And, and then when you come out and now you're going to be a part of them, now you can go walking through your woods. You know, so this, you know, you, you just got to you got to figure out what what are you most comfortable with. So that's the main thing. Okay. Fair. Totally okay. fair. Okay. Um, now I have, I, I, I told your screen I have, I have two questions. I don't know if I said I had two questions okay. before. But can I ask you one more? Sure. Okay. Um. 
So again, we have, I live on, my property is 16 acres of hardwood. My neighbor's is 110 acres. Right. And then there's just hardwood everywhere. Right. So as you can imagine, there is a tremendous number of uh, wood ticks. Yes. And I'm a firm believer. I I don't like to Mm over-vaccinate. I really, I struggle with systemic tick treatments. Um, yes, yeah, I, I was going to bring that up a little bit later here, is that we do flea and tick. And there's and one thing you got to remember, when the days are warm and the nights are cool, that's tick haven. Mm-hmm. So then I know, and that's what I'm struggling with right, right. now. And so what you don't want to do is don't put them out into where the tick's looking for blood. You know, contain your area until it starts becoming warm and warm, then the ticks slow down. But what you could do is you get uh, diatomaceous earth. Food grade. Okay, you put it in a baby sock, and then you dab them once in the back of the neck by the shoulder blades, right one in the chest, and where the butt and the tail come. And ticks gravitate to the head because that's where the skin is thinner and they can eat faster. And so what you do when you bring them back in, you keep them in a certain room, you know, and then after about a half hour, now the ticks are going to start moving. And then you take a flea comb, and a flea comb will nab deer ticks and regular ticks. And then you just have a bottle of, like, uh, diatomaceous earth, I mean, or diatomaceous Mm -hmm. earth, rubbing alcohol, and you Dip the, oh. if you get, if you catch a couple ticks, you just drop the ticks into the rubbing alcohol to kill them. All right, and so then yeah, I don't I allow the dogs. Yeah, I don't allow the dogs after they've been outside to be like be free, free in the house for about an hour and a half because by then I've gone, you know, gone through them twice and I've got, I'd pretty, mm-hmm. you know, probably have nabbed them. And you've got the short coats, so it should be easy mm-hmm. with that flea comb to do that. I, and then also, I like- go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to stop you. Go ahead. Okay, uh, because also a diet uh, for a, a bandana, you can get a bandana mm-hmm. and put uh, eucalyptus oil on it. That kind of deters ticks and fleas. They have really? these new tags that a lot of people swear by. And it's called, I think it's called shoe, S-H-O-O, tag. Okay. Uh, it's a tag that hangs from the collar of your dog, and it kind of creates a barrier around them. And I know several people that have used them that just loved them. All right. Yeah. And so you can look into shoe, S-H-O-O, tag. And there's well, also, there's another kind of tag, too. You can Google um, tag to repel ticks on dogs. You know, try that. And then um, yeah. there's also the amber tick collar, A-M-B-E-R. You can go to amber tick, uh, I think it's ambertick.com or amberticcollar.com. And that's uh, you put that on there, and then that builds your immune system, and also helps repel, repair the, the repel the the bugs, right? Okay. So when you do things natural, you can do them all because they're not chemicals, and so they're not going to react I, to each other. Okay, I prefer that. Yeah, absolutely. But see, when um, the, now when the ticks now like today it would be a prime, you know, ticks are going to be start stirring today because it was so yeah. warm this morning, and then it's going to cool down tonight. Okay, and so but now right. when it becomes warm and warm, then they're not moving as much, and so that's why you know my my dogs don't get to go out into where all the you know uh, on our twenty five acres doesn't get to go out into the tall grass where the ticks are because I'm not going to so sit then there. How and pick, long would you wait if you had if, if you were going to maybe? For for me, for an example, maybe I'd put them on a leash uh-huh. um, where they have little opportunity to be outside, smell the smells. Yep. Um, but then, how? At what point or what what date? No, it becomes uh, in the weather. When the weather is warm, warm, then the ticks are going to be. Are you talking like above freezing, like at night? Warm, above yeah, freezing in the morning. Yeah, no, we're talking warm, warm, like 50, 60, 50, 50 55 at night. 
And then obviously during yeah. the day, you know, 60, 70. Okay. okay. Then when it becomes they warm, warm they, start, they start slowing down. They're not okay. as obnoxious. But when it's warm days, cool nights, it, that makes them like, okay, let's go to town. Well, <laughs> the hotter like the days your, get, your, the hotter the days like, get. Another thing, too, you have to be, have you heard, we, a couple of weeks ago we did a show about blastotum. Um, it's a, the, a fungus that the dogs pick up by going around rotted trees. Okay. okay, and so you want to look into blasto. It's a fungal, and if you, all of a sudden your dog wakes up and he can't move or whatever, ten to one is blasto. And so what it is is that it's got to be treated as a fungicide, not as with an antibiotic, because you have to be. But it's called blasto. You can look it up. And, and okay, so I'm just going to apologize. I don't mean to be uh, hogging your time, but w- what about? these dogs that go out and they eat uh, feces of other animals that's though. fine they're looking for uh, more probiotics or more they're there when the dogs eat uh, a rabbit doo-doo duck doo-doo you know deer doo-doo that tells you that their flora and their gut is off and so mm-hmm. you got to give them uh, digestive enzymes and probiotics yeah. to build the gut back up again and so then they won't okay. be eating the doo-doos so okay okay right. i gotta let you go i All love talking right. to Thank you. you so much you betcha take care bye-bye right. take you too bye Okay, most of the honey in the United States is produced in Montana, South Dakota, Florida, North Dakota. We'll be right back. All right, here we go. We got people waiting. We got to get to them. Most of the honey in the United States is produced in Montana, South Dakota, Florida, North Dakota. I'm going to say Montana. Oh, North Dakota. Oh. is the number one honey producer in the United States with, you ready for this, 38 million pounds of honey produced every year. Holy moly. 38 million pounds. Unbelievable. That's okay. a lot of honey. Yes, it is. Where are we at? All right. So we got Janet on the line, and uh, she actually uh, wants to talk about koi wolves. All right. Hi, Janet. Yes. Hi, Katie. I've been listening to you for 20 years. Oh, thank you. And I mean it. <laughs> and, um, you don't have to thank me, but um, I don't think there's an understanding where I live. I live south of Hastings okay. in the country by myself. Okay. And um, I don't think you understand, and tell me if I'm wrong, koi wolf. Koi? No, what is a koi wolf? Well, they are something that um, attacked my 75-pound boxer cash really? the okay. other night, and my cash would have been the loser. Oh. Uh, he, he, they are big. They're intelligent. I understand that they've only been around for like 12 to 15 years. Really? Do you know how to spell that? Koi? Is it C-O-Y-I or something? What? Nope. C-O-Y. C-O-Y. C-O-Y, wolf. Wolf. Okay, koi, wolf. Koi yeah, it's wolf. A, it says it's one word, so C-O-Y-W-O-L-F. That's okay. what Google says. Well, okay. I, there's a slash in there. But. Okay, okay. And so now, what, what size? Did you see them? Um, He was twice the girth of my boxer dog that is 75 pounds. Wow. And I know who the loser would have been. Uh-huh. So how did you... Interrupt the the meeting. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I have jingle bells on my back door because I'm I'm totally at home person, right? And um, you know, I saw the attack. He came out of the woods, All right? And I knew who the loser would be. Okay. That would have been my dog, Cash. All right. But he is a very exercised dog. I have five acres. Okay. 
And um, so then, what did you do? Just scare you? Scare you know? Started jingling your bells and, and scared the. I, I jingled my bells, and then I used my um, oh, what do you call it? Um, I used my dad's duck call. Okay. And, and that's what you have, according to the web, if people believe the web. But right. That's how I found out about it. And I got pictures of Corey Wolf, and that's exactly what he looked like. Wow. I'm going to have to look that up. the girth of my dog. Wow. That's, un- that's unreal. That is unbelievable. No, I, I believe I live quite a ways south from you. Right. Yeah, because I'm in Hugo. You said you're Hastings? Right. Yeah. South yeah. of Hastings. I have five acres in okay. the country. Okay. On the way to Wabasha or what? Hmm? On the way to Wabasha? Well, yeah, you can get to Wabasha from here, but um, okay. I'm only four miles south of Hastings. This Hastings is a haunted town. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a pretty town. I really like Hastings. Well, yeah, but okay, Coy. So I'm going to look that up and see. And Brian, you you said you looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up. I uh, yeah, just on Google. Okay. Okay, so we'll have to. Well, good. I'm so glad you're in the right place at the right time, so your dog didn't get taken out. So that is no awesome. No lie. Yep, that's... But I thank you for being you. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. And thank you for taking the time to hang in there and, and talk to us. So appreciate it. Thank you. you take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A koi wolf. No, nope, I have not heard of that. Yeah, me either. Uh, Pe- Peggy Callahan is a wolf uh, guru. Uh, she has a wolf wildlife science center up, uh, up in uh, Wyoming, I think is the address on it now. She moved from Forest Lake. I'll have to talk to Peggy Callahan about that. What the heck, where they, who how they came about and how they got here, whatever type thing. And then like, is this something we need to pay attention? To? That's all we need yeah. is coyotes. And then th- these. So, okay. Who's up next? All right. So the next person up next is also named Katie. Hey, and, uh, <laughs> so she just got a new kitten and she has current dogs with her. And she is asking what is the best way to introduce the kitten to her dogs? All right. Hey, Katie, thanks for holding. I greatly appreciate your patience. Hopefully you grilled some steaks, maybe made a couple baked potatoes and, you know, tossed salad yeah. while you're waiting. Actually, my groceries have been in my car this whole time. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Oh, jeez. That's all right. Okay. Well, well, so my question, well, my, this, this is what my thought was, and if I'm going to do this totally wrong, let me know. Mm-hmm. So I got this little carrier for the kitten, and I thought I'd bring her in the house and just set the carrier on the floor yep. and let the dog sniff around and and then maybe separate the dogs and introduce each one to the kitten separately. Or is that a stupid idea? Okay, no, no, no. You're on the right track there, kiddo. I'm proud of you. Uh, what I would do is how many dogs you got? I have three small dogs. Okay, so then what you're going to do is put the carry kennel, you know, in the room, whatever, and just do one dog at a time, you know, when they quit sniffing and just kind of come over by you. Okay, then put that one away and get get the next dog. Okay, then put that one away and then get the next dog. And then, you know, just take a break from it all. Let the cat kind of the kitten. Now, how old is the kitten? Well, I'm not even getting it till May. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So, the, but is it planning? Okay, now is it? Well, you're doing good. I'm impressed. Um, yeah. Usually, most people now the kitten is in the car, and this how we're gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so now you're getting a kitten, kitten like ten, twelve weeks old, or what? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So then now, once the each dog had his time in in the room with the with the with the kitten, and when they just are no longer interested in it, then like I said, then you switch. Okay. Then go, okay. go on to something else, and then now bring all three in and see how all three handle it. 
okay? okay. And then what you're gonna, you're gonna then what you're gonna do is um, obviously take the uh, the kitten out and only one dog at a time. You don't want all three trying to get in and scaring the crap out of the right. cat, okay? Right. Exactly. And so, like, if you're sitting on the couch now, is how many people are in your house? Your uh, adults? Just me and uh, one other one, and who's. At work most of the time. Okay, because if you could hold, be holding the kitten, and then somebody else has right. the, one of the dogs uh, on a leash, so you, oh, you so they can yeah, kind of yeah. see you. Oh, look at mommy's got a kitten. All right, and okay. then um, uh, and then like I said, then pass. Okay, then change. You're gonna give the kitten to the other adult or person in the in the house, and then you take the leash. Now the now the dog is gonna want to smell the crap out of you because you just were holding the kitten. <laughs> right, right, okay, right. so and so the, usually what gets cats in trouble. Number one is they move fast and dogs are prey driven, correct? And so then they're right. they're all over them. And now, guess you got it. What you got a, a a pack? You have three dogs. One dog's a dog, two dogs, and more is a pack. And that's what you right. have to pay attention that the pack doesn't decide that this is a rat and take the cat out. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh my God. okay. Okay, so that's why I would not trust the three dogs alone with the kitten at all for until that cat gets bigger and can fend for itself, okay? But oh, there, okay. But there again, you got to remember, three dogs, even though they're small dogs, you know what I mean? It's a pack. They can, you know, gang up on something. And, and so you just got to make... Now, don't be yelling at the dogs. If the dogs are like, you know... Uh, Kind of, you're gonna go, hey, hey, hey! You be nice, be nice, and then right. pet the dog, and then pet the cat, you know, and then oh, right. you be nice, very nice. Look at you. You want the dogs to know that it's okay that 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 kitten doesn't always get them into trouble and getting yelled at. All right. So if you're oh, constantly right. yelling at them like bad dog, leave it alone. Blah, 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 then the dogs are like, whoa, that thing's come. Mom's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so that's why what we, okay. you got to make sure that everybody is okay with each other, and you know your dog. You can tell, but I would definitely make sure that if you're leaving the house for any anything at all, the cat is in the carrier or in a room that you know somebody's not going to, you know, you put a note on it, do not let the cat out, you know, until I get home, right. okay? So right. just set the oh, rules up yeah. and then slowly do it because uh, uh, the cat, being that it's going to be a kitten, it's going to be scared at first. But the right. neat thing is, is that, you know, it's going to calm down quicker than what an adult dog, adult cat would. And so, uh, like I said, hopefully you can just go steady and slow. Don't rush it. And it should all work together. You can like put a screen porch on a room and then the dogs are on one side, the cats on the other side. So they can look, you know, at each other. If you want to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, or then, like I say, you could have the cat in a... They do have kitten, cat condos, you know, that you can... You know, it's not just a kennel. It's a condo that's, you know, like two levels. And so that... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, look, go, look Google or whatever type thing. And so then that way there, then you know when you go that that cat is okay until the cat gets bigger. And now you can start trusting them and, and they can all okay. get along. Okay. 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 Cat condo. Yep. Yep, they call them cat, okay. cat condos. Now, has your cat dogs ever seen a cat before? No. Okay. Yeah, so this is going to be, you know, what kind of, you said they're small dogs, what kind? I've got a Cavachon, a Cavapoo, and a Havanese. Oh, wow, good. They're not terriers. So you have, you have a no. good, yep, you've got a good, this should work out pretty good. Just take your time, okay? All right, all okay. right. Thank you. I'll you let bet. you know. Oh, you thanks. That'll be great. Take care. Have a great all one. Right, thanks, Kitty. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Yep. No, she's got a lot better than if they were terriers. Okay. What is full of holes yet holds water? Has lots of holes but holds water. We'll be back. What is full of holes yet holds water? 
Hmm. A sponge. A sponge. Oh, that's a good one. A sponge. There we go. Okay, who's up next? All right, so we have Emma on the line, and she has a question on biting. Uh-oh. Hi, Emma. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So what's going on? So we actually um, just adopted a dog yesterday. So this is day two. All right. And um, he is about a year old mm-hmm. and um, has been absolutely great. Like, there's been absolutely nothing wrong. What kind of dog is he? What are they billing him as? It's a male. He is a uh, Springer, or I'm sorry, Spaniel mixed with a Lab. Okay. Um, and he, we have a two-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we noticed there was a couple of instances in which he growled at my son. Um, basically, my son was just walking by him, didn't really do anything. We thought maybe just because he's not used to somebody so small and maybe those movements. But mm-hmm. he gave us that warning that, you know, he wasn't comfortable. Right. Today, everything was great. My son, we had done, you know, my son was giving him treats to know that, to let him know that, you know, my son is okay. He's not scary. Yeah. All that stuff. And my son was laying down flat on his back. Um, He had just had his diaper changed and my husband was putting on his tennis shoes and the dog came over, was in my son's face as we were, or as he was laying there. And my son kind of turned his head to the side and then stuck his hand to kind of like nudge his nose out of his face. Right. And the dog growled and then open mouth like went and like not, he didn't bite down on my son's face, but his teeth like touched his face before my husband was able to throw him across the room. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) really, really. Um, And so we just aren't really sure because he's, you know, obviously this whole situation is new yep. to him. Yep. You know, he's been totally fine with us. He's never even growled at us. We've right. attempted to even take toys out of his mouth as he's playing with them yeah. to try and test those boundaries. And he's been totally fine with us. But everything we've read online at this point as of now is that basically they say there's either something medically wrong or that we probably should get rid of him because uh, obviously we don't want this to happen again right. and or more severely happen. Right. But at the same time, at what point is it, you know, cause he be being him, you know, here only two days. It's right. kind of like, yep, are we being overreactive? You well, know? no, we'll We're see what, sure. because the sun was laying on the ground and the dog, you know, came into his face and space. Cause mm-hmm. usually what gets yep. most toddlers bit is they're toddling towards the dog, getting into their face and space, and the dog growls, like, back off, or they're under a table or behind a couch, and the dog is like, get out of my face and space, but the toddler keeps coming and then gets nailed. That's the norm, okay? And so now being that your son was laying on the floor and the dog went to his face and space, all right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and but dogs know where they're teeth are at all times and the pressure that they want to put all right Mm -hmm. but there are truth be told 95 percent of most dogs hate kids five and under and the reason is because they're at eye level 
then they're toddling and they're uneasy. They look like they're going right. They're going left. And, you know, the, the kids want to hug them and, and, and pinch them and grab the tails and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so what concerns me is that your son was being stationary on the floor. The dog came into his space. And then when the child tried to push him away, that the dog decided to nip. All right. Mm-hmm. That's what concerns me about this. And so, and but it, see, this is such, because it's only two days. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the dog has no idea, you know, who you are, what the rules are, you know, anything like this. It's kind of like he's been put into a foreign country here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's why this is a tough call. It really is. That maybe with maybe a couple more weeks, the dog could get used to. It could. Or mm-hmm. it could get worse. We don't know. That's the thing here. And so, but like I said, what bothers me is that the dog, because usually most dogs will walk by the kid on the floor, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Unless he was just eating a sandwich and there's some goodies on his face. <laughs> but and the only the only thing that I can think of that maybe he went over to him was is yesterday when when he growled, he was he had this specific bone he was chewing on. Okay. And it was sitting next to my son. My son wasn't playing with it. He wasn't touching it or anything. Okay. But the bone was next to my son. Right. And I don't know if that's what, if, if that's what caused him. It's a possibility. To- I guess if, um, the, uh, my knee jerk on the situation would be number one, any edible toys or anything is put away while the child is out. All right. Okay. Okay. Then so and I would give this dog at least a week, but be mindful. And mm-hmm. so to see what happens here, because this is so new for him that I would like to give the dog a chance because the Spaniel Lab Mix is really a cool dog. Very cool dog. Yeah. And, and so I mean, their person. Great. Yeah. Their, per, their personality. But you just have to be on your toes. You know, now let's say the, the two year old's going towards a dog. Redirect the two year old. Hey, where's your train? Let's go check a book out. You know what I mean? And then just be mm-hmm. aware of, you know, you if you want to let the dog drag a leash around the house. So you got something to quick step on or grab if needed, mm-hmm. all right, to redirect or whatever the dog. But, you know, so I would I would give this dog a chance just for the fact that, you know, most dogs, being a brand new dog and he's got a high value something, you know, it's a possibility that if your son was by that, that's entirely possible. That when he mm-hmm. when he moved his arm, that the dog thought that, hey, he's going for my bone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I better hurt. Because like, but like I said, it could be a lot worse if that dog really wanted to hurt your son. It would have hurt, you know, it could have, yeah, been not nice. Okay. Right. And so anyway, so I, I, I give that dog a lot of points for that. But mm-hmm. I, I guess that's what I would try. Try it a week and just see what you see. And uh, go okay. by your gut feeling. Don't talk yourself into something or out of something. Just get the feel of the situation. When you listen to your gut, it never lies to you. All right? But usually we second guess our gut. <laughs> and then we go, why didn't I listen to my gut? <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know, so, but like I said, because it's a brand new situation. Um, you know, what I worry when the dog is seeking out the child, like daring to move and then run it, race it into him. All right. That's mm-hmm. not good, obviously. And then, right. like I say, if the child, you know, maybe you're sitting reading a book. Now, make sure there's no toy dog toys around or edible things or what usually triggers when the dog gets fed. Or where are you feeding the dog? Are you feeding them in a kennel or what are you feeding them? Right now, uh, we is it's just in the kitchen. Okay, in a no, bowl. no, we're gonna put him in the uh, laundry room, bathroom, get him out of sight, so the two year old doesn't think he's got to go share the dog's food. 
Okay. okay. And so, um, uh, because that's what you, the, your dog needs a place to get away from the two year olds. Okay. And so, okay. uh, so, and food always and treats and stuff like that, that usually triggers between two dogs and between the dog and kids can trigger things because we're just learning about this dog. We don't know. It could have just been right. a really bad situation, but it, you know, I mean, a uh, perfect storm, but the dog is really good to us, but you know, good to, good to the core. And so that's mm-hmm. what we just, we sh- you should be able to, because I think you got two weeks, don't you? Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I have to go back and read the contract. Yeah, but, I think it, yeah, yeah, I think you got two weeks. And so anyway, uh, but like I said, you just just gotta pay attention and but love this dog. You know, I mean, give this dog mm-hmm. a chance. Don't just be walking on eggshells because that's gonna make the dog real nervous too. But just be. And if you don't have time to watch the dog and the child, then that's where you should be kennel training them so you can give the dog a timeout. Why okay. you 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 play with your you with the child, okay? And then when the okay. child's being calm, like maybe he's playing with something that you know, but he's not running around. Then bring the dog out. The dog has got his leash on, and just kind of oh hi, and then you know have the little one you know pet but pet gently, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then like you said, give the little one give him treats open handed wise. Just mm-hmm. a couple of treats and just kind of, like I say, listen to your gut and just, but give the dog, I would give the dog a little bit of chance because a lab springer okay. mix is usually a dog, a really a good mix as far as personality yeah. wise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And then, like I say, if you see the dog kind of like, you know, be nice, say, hey, 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 you be nice, be nice. Come on, come on, let's go get him out of the situation. Don't come down like a thunder, like, bad dog, she run away. Even though I know last, when your dog, your, your husband probably threw the dog across the room, need be. Yeah. That, that was a, that was a, you had to do that. You had, you know, take care yeah. of the situation. But if you could see something, you know, where the dog, you could hear the dog kind of stiffen up, you know, hey, hey, be nice, come here, come on. And then get him out, get, put him in the timeout or whatever type thing, you know, so you can mm-hmm. just kind of cool down. So, uh, and you can give me, Feel free to give me a call out this week up at Katie's up at Katie's Canine. You know, if you okay. have any more questions as far as okay, what do you think about this or what about that? You know, just give me a holler. I'd be happy to work you through this. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so okay, much, Kato. You bet. Take care. You too. B- bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. You know, because a dog is brand new, has no idea where he's at, doesn't know who they are. You know, it's really tough. And usually a lab springer mix is really a nice mix. And so that's why I'd give the benefit to the dog. And if she just pays attention, you know, and then watch, you know, so the two-year-old doesn't like, you know, get into the face and space of that dog like, hi, or, you know what I mean, too many hugs or stuff like that, you know, slowly get the dog so the dog can trust what's around them. So mm-hmm. that's a tough one. It yeah. really is. Okay, well, we're going to take a break, and then we come back. We're going to talk about e-collars, electronic collars. Is that good for everyday training? And we talked a little bit about fleece ticks, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. And then uh, mud <laughs> on my face. If you guys go to my KDK9 Facebook page. Um, you can get it through going to mytalk1071.com. Uh, go to my KDK9 page, and I have a link there to my website, KDK9 website, and my KDK9 Facebook. But anyway, I posted this one. It's a it's a wood floor, and they got like you know like dried mud paw prints all over the wood floor mm-hmm. yep it's that time of year you know but there's some things that you can do so that it doesn't wind up all through your house so we'll talk a little bit chat about that okay okay where am i at here um da 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 okay now this one is this is an old one so you should probably pick this one up okay what is black and white and red all over what is black and white and red all over we'll be back all right Winding down the day. Okay, what is black and white and red all over? 
Well, I always thought it was like a newspaper. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now there's two other answers to this one. Mm-hmm. What is black and white and red all over? An embarrassed zebra. What is black and white and red all over? A skunk with diaper rash. I also heard uh, a penguin with a uh, with a rash or something. Like okay. That. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. See, look at ding, ding. You got the last one of the day. Hey. Okay. E collars, electronic collars, also is what they're called. Okay. Uh, for everyday training, I'm seeing this in the dog world, and it's driving me completely over the edge. And the thing is, is that e collars, electronic collars, should only only certain personalities can deal with an e collar. Okay, because it's pretty. Yeah, it's like. You know, uh, pretty rough treatments at times, uh, especially if you're do- uh, an owner that gets ticked at the dog. But the thing is, is that what I'm seeing is that if the dog doesn't sit, zing. If the dog doesn't lay down, zing. The only place I see an e-collar for is if a dog ranges. You know how the hunters, you know, uh, the dog is uh, at 300 feet. They can't get to the, bring the dog back in. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you need the e-collar to get into because the dog is 300 feet, 400 feet away from you or yards or whatever type thing, I should say. And so... Uh, um, so, okay, then we got to get the dog to stop, turn his head. Okay, and then those, anytime you're going to use an e-collar for a ranging dog, you want to find a, a hunter that is versed in working with e-collars. You know, go to like Wild Wings uh, uh, Hunt Club up in Hugo. There's other hunt clubs throughout. To, and ask, call them and say, hey, do you got anybody that works with dogs and e-collars? Yes, okay, I need help to understand how to work with my dog. And this is for ranging dogs. But what I'm seeing is, people that are using and there's a couple there's a school in fact out by me i'm not going to name any names <laughs> but that is how they train and um the thing is is that the dogs are you could if you just watch the body style of the dog the dog is nervous as all get out they're scared that they're going to do something wrong and they're going to get zinged all right and see now i don't use treats i don't like a lot of uh you know trainers i use verbal praise and physical praise but with uh, when you use an e-collar for everyday obedience th- thinking that you're teaching the dog something like leave it and if he doesn't back off zing okay what happens is that you're getting the dog to work out of fear of working so he doesn't feel the zing some of the collars have a beep and then a zing or a beep and a vibrate and then a zing but the bottom line is you're not building a relationship with the dog as far as every day the heels sit down stay come things like that once again i want to reiterate the only place i see an e-collar needed is the dog ranges but then you have to be don't you think that you understand how you can use it, you find somebody to use it. But there was a, a, a while back a video where this guy was walking um, uh, uh, six German Shepherds at the same time, three on each side, okay? And as a wa- I watched, watched the video 15 times, and they were in perfect, perfect line. I was looking for lines that they were tied to each other so you couldn't see the line, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. It was like there, the demeanor of the dog screamed. They were worried, upset, scared. They weren't doing it for the love of that person walking them, right? And so the thing is, is that a couple years later, it came out again. Well, then I found out about some of the e-collar trainers that are in the, locally in the Twin Cities, one up by me. But anyway... <laughs> And what it is, is that each one of these guys has an e-collar, okay? And because the whole, like I said, the demeanors of the dog, the ears are, they're constantly looking around. They're not looking to that person for direction, like, what are we going to do? They're doing it totally out of fear. And so um, the e-collar has its place in the training world, but not on a regular basis. And so then I re-looked at that video again, and I'm like, that's it? 
They've all got that e collar, and that's why they're, you know, okay, they're like a cat on a hot tin roof. They just want to get out of the situation. I was at Cup and Cone, by the way, is open. Everybody, Cup and Cone in Wiper Lake. Have you been to Cup and Cone before? Yep. Okay, it's mm-hmm. open. <laughs> Very good place. And I saw, um, you know, these dogs are being working, uh, worked up and down the street of Cup and Cones. And from a, a place that I should remain nameless, <laughs> that was, uh, by me. <laughs> And I watched these guys, and the the dogs were just like, holy buckets, how do I get the heck out of here? You know, they weren't working for the love, the direction. When you do it right, when you do training right, you know, it's it's just like training your two-legged kids or training a person for a job. You build respect and trust, and then hopefully you can work together as a team. But when you work out of fear of, like, getting slapped on, t- like in the old school with the nuns, getting slapped in the head by a ruler or slapped on the hands by a ruler or whatever, you're working out of fear. It doesn't create a good bond. And so that's why um, I've got, had a couple of dogs that have come to me that have gone to the place that I should not remain nameless. <laughs> that is south of me. <laughs> but anyway, and the they, the dog spirits are really broken. I, I had the one dog I had come through as a puppy. It was a big, huge German Shepherd. And so she uh, was having some trouble and her life got, you know, uh, crazy. So she sent him to that because they board and train. And anyway, um, she got the dog back. She calls, he called me crying. Kate, my, I can't believe my dog. It's not my dog. I said, bring him over. And the dog just come out of the van, just like looking like, oh my God, what are we doing? Where are we at? The confident dog that I knew as a pup at about six months old was no longer there. We had a, a hundred pound German shepherd that was just a, a thug. You just, I don't want to move. I mean, you're not going to make me. And it took Pertner a year to bring that dog back into being happy again and such like that. And so that's why people, but everybody, especially with COVID, everybody wants the quick fix. They want the dog to sit and sit now. They want the dog to come and come now. They don't want to work on a relationship. And it's hard. Training is hard work as as far as um, building. Because remember, dogs do things for us out of trust and respect that we've earned through working together as a team. It's not me master you dog or me master I'm going to zing you if you don't pay attention. Yes, I use training collars, but the whole thing is we're phasing them out and we're not getting that look, that that desperate look from the dog that, you know, like, I, I can't do this. Get me the heck out of here. You know, there are some dogs, usually labs, <laughs> they're very thick in the head. You know, they're very willful. And so, you, you know, they, and same with beagles, they can take a lick and keep on ticking they really don't care you know but then you put that e-collar on the wrong and you have the human doing it incorrectly you're going to screw up a really good dog Mm-hmm. And so that's why in my book, e-collars has its place in the training world, but not on a regular basis. Not for your dog to wear around the house. And then um, if it's getting into the garbage, you zing them. You know, and most people just zing. They don't teach the dog a word with it. You know, like, okay, let's say the dog is barking. I use a spray bottle filled with water, set on the street. Dog is barking. As the dog is barking, I give him a growl. Ah, that gets his attention. I blast him in the face as he's you know, barking, and then give the quiet word, quiet, ah, blast, quiet. Okay, and then as soon as it stops, thank you, very nice. Don't say good girl or good boy. That gets them all nutsy in the heads, and it's, it's party time! So when the dog does something well for you, call me, go, thank you, or very nice. And when you start doing that, you'll be surprised how much calmer your dog is and how much for how fast how forward you go with training because you're not sending them into recess mode every time you say good girl or good boy. It's 
going to be one of the hardest things for you thing not to do is not to say good girl or good boy. But anyway, okay. But see, now people, what they're doing is the dog is barking. They just zing him. And the dog is like, what the hey? <laughs> what? They're not teaching him a word. Like, you know, hey, quiet. But the thing is, is that then comes the zing. And like I say, some personalities can handle it. But most people don't put the words in. They just run around going, no, 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 no. And not teaching the dogs, you know, leave it. Quiet. You know, uh, things that you don't want. You know, most dogs know probably eight, nine words and two of them are swear words. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's why you got to teach a vocabulary, you know, in, out, you know, in a bathtub, out of a bathtub, walk on a leash, quiet, um, name the dog's toys, uh, teach him tricks, input, input, input. And so that's why really, really people find a good trainer. You know, obviously Katie Kanop and Hugo, I think is a fairly decent trainer myself. (laughs) But anyway, and uh, but please get away from these e-collars on a regular basis. And I never, ever send would send a dog out to be trained because you don't know what they're doing with your dog when you're not there. If you would send your three-year-old toddler out to be trained by somebody potty trained for a week, two weeks, um, a month, then okay, fine, do it to your dog. But the thing is, is that out of sight, and that trainer is building the respect with the dog, not you. And so dogs do things for us out of respect and trust that we've earned through training. And the thing is, is your verbal praise and your physical praise is what the dog is working for. Dogs love to be scooched in the chest. They love, you know, to work for us. But, you know, and uh, it's, like I said, it's not me, master, you dog. And so that's why, and then people that send their dogs out to train, I'm sorry, I think you're lazy. Because you just want a robot, you know, that, the, you know, sit on the couch with me and I'll pet you after a hard day's work, but then you go, go away. You know, a lot of people are like that. They don't want to work on a team part of getting that dog or having that two-legged child is the the cool stuff you can work together as a team and build a relationship i'm not comparing any you know, kids and you know i understand they're different there okay but anyway um and yeah so uh, with the fleeing if you're having uh, trouble with stress try the stress free complex from uh, springtime inc uh, if you got any questions, give me a holler up at Katie's Cane. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Don't hide your dogs. Train them. Or if you don't train them, don't blame them. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Brian. Thanks.